0: You know, lately, there is never a shortage of topics to talk about, and Bill O'Reilly joins us now uh, to uh, get us uh, up to speed on what's going on uh, this week. Mr. O'Reilly, welcome to the program
1: and pat didn't mm-hmm. you guys have a hit in the 60s hey Paula"? <laughs> yes, yes. we was did. we did
0: that was us yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> oh, that's Good. Yeah, yeah
0: it's been a long time i'm glad somebody remembers our, our hit song uh bill uh i mean it's been a crazy week uh you know i, I don't know where to start let's start mm-hmm. with iran mm-hmm. what 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 is the media not telling us about this situation
1: Global warming is responsible. (laughs) That's what the media isn't telling you. (laughs) Uh, Soleimani, the terrorist general, so hot over there, he lost his mind. (laughs) Ordered the attack of the American embassy in Baghdad. Two consecutive days of Mm. Shiite militia under the uh, orders of Soleimani, um, terrorizing uh, our embassy. Uh, Then they caught him at the airport, U.S. intel. Um, and they smoked them. So that's what happened, and you then bring it over to the United States where there are two things going on. Number one, that most people have no idea what the CUDS Force is where only 28% of Americans in a survey taken this week could actually pinpoint where Iran is on a map when given the map. <laughs> and, and an outline. They didn't They didn't fill in the country's names, but they said, here's the map of the Middle East. Where's Iran? 28% of Americans could do it. So I'd say the frame of reference of our people here, not the best. And then you combine that with the uh, hate Trump movement, whereas anything President Trump does is bad and evil. Mm-hmm. But if you're president, so if you're sitting there... And the U.S. Embassy, which is American property, it's American soil, is attacked. And then you know the guy did it, is in a certain place. You don't do anything to him. I mean, is it's... that what we're looking at now? Apparently it is. There's Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren, even Biden, Biden dancing, as he usually does. But, no, oh, you know, you can't do that. you got to let them just attack the embassy. And I'm saying to myself, Uh, What is going on? Excuse me. What is happening to this country? Because that wouldn't have even been debatable even five years ago. Even Barack Obama, as soft as he was, would have retaliated against the general that ordered an attack on an American embassy.
0: I, I, so it seems where like we are. Bill, bill we we have a big uh, I think a big change. I mean today's Glenn's 20th anniversary of doing this program, which is crazy. And about half of that time uh, back in history, I remember one morning waking up and seeing the news that Osama bin Laden had been killed. And this was not a moment where right-wing media came out and started criticizing Barack Obama. It was a moment that we celebrated as a country together. As, yeah. as a as a wonderful mm-hmm. thing, this terrible person who was killing Americans was gone, and that is does not seem to be present at all with this. With and guess who is
1: the only member of the Obama cabinet that advised against the Pakistani raid by the SEALs?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, was it <laughs> Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. He said it was the most difficult decision in 500 years, which I never understood. I didn't know he was that I mean, that's
1: why why Trump is salivating about, you know, whether it's Biden. It's not going to be the Socialists. It's either going to be Biden or Buttigieg. Buttigieg, I guess, is an outside chance for this nomination. But you are living in a country now that is becoming increasingly distracted by the personal devices. This is another underreported story especially younger people under 40, Um, they don't pay attention to anything but what's in their hand. And they get dribs and drabs of what's happening, but as I said, they don't know what the history of Iran is, what Iran is trying to do, the violence that they've brought to the Middle Eastern region, which includes killing Americans. They don't know any of this and the media does not want to educate anymore or put forth facts. That's not why the media is in business. They're in business to either hate or like Donald Trump. That's where the money is. And there's a lot of money. So, you know, we're we're living in a, in a rapidly changing time. Um, but Trump this week, I think he did himself some good by being measured. Uh, I think going forward, if he can continue that tone, um, that is a good chance to be reelected.
0: You did write a book about Donald Trump. What do you think the chances are that he continues
1: this tone? That's well, an excellent question, and it's based on speculation. And the United States of Trump, you know, he says humbly, is by far and away the best book ever written on Donald Trump. <laughs> because you it's not a pro or, or anti Trump book. I'm just trying to explain the man. And in my explanation of Donald Trump, there is the fact that no one knows what he will do. I don't think he even knows what he's doing from day to day. You know, it's all about how he feels. Uh, is is he aggrieved? Is he, you know, it's a very unpredictable situation in the White House right now. And that's not good.
0: it's you know, it, not good. It's interesting because the one of the knocks on Trump, and if you look at the polling it's supported there as well, they think he's doing a great job with the economy, and there's a bunch of stuff they really like. One of the things they, the American people tend to worry about is how he would handle a major international crisis. And if you see this here, I mean, so I, how far, do you not rate this great. an A-plus so far?
1: I mean, yeah. this has been— yeah, He yeah. handled it well, yeah. and that drove the—you uh, know, it was interesting to watch the reaction from the hate Trump networks after his speech. They really didn't know where to go. All right. right. So it was like, wow, he was moderate. He's not going to hit them back. He's not going to escalate. So what do we do now? What do we mm-hmm. do now? And then it kind of degenerated into this amorphous, uh, well, he didn't consult with Congress, and he didn't tell Nancy Pelosi what he was going to do. Uh, you know, and, and the Americans immediately, as they have with impeachment, turned away after that. Um, so... You know, we live in a time now where facts and truth really doesn't mean that much. And that disturbs me.
0: Okay. But let me. You brought up impeachment, and I'm fascinated by this. Do you understand, Bill O'Reilly, what Nancy Pelosi is attempting to do here? Because she seems to—she waited for two years. She finally decided to go forward with the impeachment on basically no evidence. She rushed it through and said she couldn't call witnesses because she had to get it done so fast. And now is holding on to the articles of impeachment with seemingly no plan whatsoever. I mean, if you are a Democrat, aren't you looking at her and saying, this is a massive failure?
1: I don't think Democrats care, and I don't think Republicans care anymore. I think this story is dead.
0: (laughs) That's a massive failure for them, right? Why do it if the story's going to die in a week?
1: It's a failure, but they got PR out of it. It was always a PR stunt. It's like evil Knievel. I mean, that's what it was like. I'm going to jump over the, uh, the, you know, the gorge. Um, It's Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to impeach President Trump. All right, so you did it, and not one Republican voted for it. You know there's no chance of a conviction, so we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. Um, she'll send it over. Feinstein, basically, the senator from California, Democratic senator, said, look, Nancy, send it over. We, uh, this is boring. We've got to get this on. So she'll send it over on Monday or maybe late this afternoon. Um, and then it'll go nowhere. McConnell already has a stranglehold on the process over there in the Senate. But, you know, Pelosi is a creature of the party. And the party says, okay, it's not going to ultimately work for us, but we got the damage on the impeachment, and so now we'll go to something else.
2: But this is uh, like a major loss for Nancy Pelosi, don't you think?
1: I mean, it looks Not like- for her people, though. You See, the hate, the hate Trump people, uh, the Democrats, the liberals, the far left, um, they don't look at it that way. They don't process it that way. Um, they never really thought that this was going to remove Donald Trump. I mean, even a nut like Sheila Jackson Lee didn't think that. Um, they just wanted to embarrass him, and they, and they put him off his game and then hope he reacts in a way that's going to hurt him. See, it's all about pushing, 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 and hoping Donald Trump then reacts in a way that's going to make it worse. So that's what it was all about.
2: It does seem like the, like the president has some momentum, though, now, doesn't it? Because he's he's handled this situation with Iran really well and and now it looks like he's going to win on this impeachment situation too that she she is now even acquiescing and saying yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna send the articles to the senate soon so it seems to me that after the senate trial he's gonna have quite a bit of momentum heading into uh springtime
1: i think his poll numbers will go up a little bit um to the mid 40s maybe upper 40s um but the real momentum donald trump has is in the disintegration of his opposition. Mm -hmm. So it's not, Americans that. yeah, okay, Iran, now what's new? So that's gone now. Maybe it'll come back as the, remember, the mullers don't want him reelected. So they could start trouble at any time to interfere in our process here. And I expect that to happen. Um, but that story's gone now. P. Schoon will be gone in two weeks. But the, the lack of a real viable candidate to take on Donald Trump is what gives the president momentum. Because all of these people, I mean, they haven't distinguished themselves. And they're weak. They're all weak. And if he were facing a Michelle Obama, for example, it would be a much different story. But he knows, and the Republicans know, that they don't have anybody to put up against him right now.
2: It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program today. Uh, More with Bill O'Reilly from BillO'Reilly.com coming
0: up in 60 seconds. It's Pat and Stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program on the 20th anniversary of the Glenn Beck program. Glenn is out uh, with a family emergency uh, very last minute, had to fly uh, up to Connecticut. Uh, he's asking you for your prayers, and we'd appreciate those, of course. Bill O'Reilly is joining us, and we are talking a little bit about the sort of politics around the election. And it's kind of struck me today as I'm looking at the news. Here's unemployment bill at 3.5%, the lowest in, you know, 50 years. Can a president lose a presidential election with economic numbers like this?
1: Yeah, he can lose if he makes mistakes, Um, because we're living in an age now where not everyone is doing well. I mean, you've got um, a lot of people in America who don't have the education or the skill set to rise above a certain level, but they want the same amount of things that the affluent have, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's the gulf, all right? So you, you don't have, you're not primed to make a lot of money because you're not well-educated and you really didn't learn how to do anything um, that sets you apart in the marketplace. But you, you want the buying power of a $200,000-a-year salary. And that, those are the people that are, that are disaffected, that that are, you know, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are going for those people. So you're, it's all stacked against you. It's not your fault you didn't pay attention in school or mm-hmm. take the time to learn how to fix something. No, no. It's the government's fault. So elect us and we'll give you all this stuff. That's what it is. So those people are always going to be there, um, no matter how good the economy is, but... You know, Donald Trump goes in with some pretty um, firm successes, and if he can capitalize on them, um, he'll win.
0: You mentioned uh, you thought Bill, uh, excuse me, uh, Joe Biden was the front runner, and really only Buttigieg with another uh, another really small possibility. You don't think any of these socialists are a real threat?
1: No, no because. The uh, minority community, uh, which is the lifeblood of the Democratic Party now, mm-hmm. they're not going to vote for socialists. Hispanic Americans are not. are not. They know what happened in Cuba. They know what happened in Venezuela. They know what's going on in South and Central America. They're not going to vote for socialists. So you take them right out. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, they may not vote for Trump, but they're just not going to show up. African Americans, a little bit harder to read that, Um, But I don't see any enthusiasm in any African-American precincts for socialism. None. I mean, uh, Jay-Z, is he a socialist? Is Beyonce a socialist? And and you laugh, but these are the most important people in the African-American culture. Jay-Z and Beyonce and Oprah, all right, they're the most important people. Are they socialists? so you they have no traction Warren and Buttigieg judge and uh and uh, Sanders in the minority communities none it, it's How a, they win
0: yeah it's interesting they too can't. you bring up the pop culture and and one of the things that was very one of Trump's biggest uh reasons he was a television star back when he was on the apprentice is because african american audiences loved the guy i mean he had yeah, great they ratings
1: liked. yeah they want a pathway to achievement. I don't think minority Americans want the federal government with a boot on their neck, even if they're giving them stuff. Um, I just don't think that I, I could be wrong on this, but I, I haven't seen anything that demonstrates minority voters are jazzed about sur- socialism.
2: So, so if the socialists in the race can't, can't win bill um and i don't, i don't see biden necess- winning this thing either i mean I, I see him winning the democrat nomination but i i don't believe he can beat trump what would well it, it depends what though. would it take i mean what what would it what would the circumstances have to be for trump to lose to joe biden
1: well i i see i'm much more um cautious because if you look at the electoral college map last time around trump won 30 states Hillary Clinton won twenty, but the Democrats are a lock to win California, Illinois, and New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's over a hundred electoral votes. Yeah, I mean you're yeah, you're that's... starting there. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe Trump will win Texas and Florida. So y- yes, you're you're elevating there, but it's not a lock. And minority voters, African Americans in particular, will vote for Biden because. Of the Obama Association. And if Barack Obama and Michelle take to the campaign trail, which they might, they don't have any use for Trump. If they get out there, then it's going to be close, even if Biden is befuddled. Now, in a one on one debate, you would think Trump could smoke them. Because Biden's got all kinds of problems with Ukraine, with his past votes, with yeah. his uh, inarticulation. Uh, he just can't get a sentence out. Yeah, And I think you'll see that again next week There's another Democrat debate next week. All right. And if Biden, you know, and he just he, he just doesn't look like he has command. No, he doesn't. But I, if the Obama machine gets behind him, it's going to be close.
0: Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com is joining us. He's also the author of the number one bestseller, The United States of Trump, which you can get anywhere you get your books. We're going to come back on the other side with more uh, with Bill O'Reilly, and uh, we'll tell you about the 20th anniversary of the Glenn Beck program, which happens to be today. Today. Glenn just doesn't happen to be here for it. Uh, we hope he's back. Why up. would he? All right, well, again, yeah, why would he be all here right, in a second? No, it's a lot to ask. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll be back with more here in uh, just a second. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn here on the Glenn Beck program, joined by Bill O'Reilly. Uh, Bill has a new column out uh, talking about the way that the left, and the, you know, as you put it, Bill, the totalitarian left, and it's the way they seem more and more. When it comes to college campuses, when it comes to politicians that disagree, media people they don't like, of finding a way to just cancel them out of the culture, get rid of them completely because their ideas cannot be heard by the American people—they're just not smart enough to be able to handle it.
1: Uh, and- yeah, one of the themes, mm-hmm. one of the themes of BillO'Reilly.com, we do four uh, broadcasts a week uh, of about thirty-five minutes each, and then I write a column or two, and then a. Um, daily message of the day and and I've been pounding this theme that the woke culture and that's the uh, umbrella is not really in business to improve the country it's in business to silence the country so last Sunday uh, Peggy Noonan in The Wall Street Journal wrote a column that says the woke people are the most hated her word is hated um, folks in the United States of America. I'm not sure that's true yet, but they should be, because they're in the death game. They want to kill people, and it's not a, a disorganized rabble. This comes out of very well-funded and organized organizations like Media Matters, the Bonner Group, Color of Change. There are maybe two dozen of them most of them based on K Street in Washington, and they receive huge grants of money from people like George Soros. Everybody knows that name now. But there are um, thousands of people like Soros who fund these people, and their uh, dictum, their mandate is to target people with whom the far left disagrees and destroy them by any means possible. And that's what's happening. And you can see it, um, how the media loves this. It couldn't happen without the media's cooperation. Um, but they love it because the media in general is liberal. And if they can take out conservative voices and make it difficult for those people to appear on late night TV or morning of TV, that kind of thing, they get a step up in the culture war. And that's what's happening.
2: So you... You mentioned that they want to kill people. You're you're talking more metaphorically than than literally, right? Hey,
1: look, they wouldn't if if I died tomorrow. <laughs> they or they would. They wouldn't shed tomorrow. a tear. Yeah, that's that's okay? true. They would break out the champagne. <laughs> these these are vicious people. Yes, these are people yes, are. who believe that their conduct is justified because the traditional conservative movement is so evil. I mean, they believe we are evil. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe they're evil, so never the twain will meet. Um, but the advantage they have, in addition to the money, the vast money they have to do what they do, is the media's acceptance of them and promotion of them. I mean, that's why the Golden Global Warps were so stunning, where you had this mm-hmm. gervais, um <laughs> basically saying, look, I'm a, I'm a Brit, and I'm never going to do this show again, Golden Globes, so or I'm going to tell the truth about these people, uh, these Hollywood people, yeah. who have a vast amount of influence. And he did. Yeah. The mm-hmm. next day, the L.A. Times cut his throat, Jervis's throat, and did everything they could to marginalize the truth that he said, that these Hollywood people don't know anything, they're ignorant, they're intolerant, and if you don't tow their line, you won't work in Hollywood. And that's true. And the same thing goes for Disney and at and and Comcast and all of these corporations that control the media flow in this country. It's a bad situation. And Americans should know just how bad it is.
2: Now, I i've watched you bill for 25 or 30 years and i've known you for a decade i i don't know that i've ever heard you use the word evil before is that an is that a new thing is that a new realization for you or a new belief structure about these people
1: no I've, I've used evil before in the sense that if you are a human being who wants to hurt other human beings all right hurt mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. you're evil Um, Now, if it's self-defense, everybody understands that. But if you are somebody who really devotes your life to hurting others, if you are a criminal, um, if you are an abuser of, of children, that's evil. Right. Yeah. And I'm seeing now a movement in this country that's being accepted. That is at the same level of the totalitarian regimes of the past in the Soviet oh. Union in china mm-hmm. in Germany, where there was a pol- there were political parties that were bent on subjugating people and were going to do anything they could to accomplish that well what 's the difference what 's the difference so it is evil in my opinion
0: hmm. it's it 's amazing though you know Given this context, Bill, you know, here's a, a huge group of people, very well organized, relentless, uh, just trying to shut people up. And if you read the, you know, the Peggy Noonan uh, column, you know, in a way, she almost seems optimistic about it, that eventually the American people are going to wake up and 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 toss this aside
1: and, and reject it. Do you We're find that optimism? In, in her column, and by the way, I'm not a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, one of the witch hunters and the misconduct stuff. Everybody was guilty. Um, But anyway, she thinks that someone is going to rise up and challenge these people. Well, who might that be? You're going to get killed if you do that by the New York Times and the Washington Post and Hollywood and The View and and MSNBC and CNN. Who's going to do that? I mean, you would have to have billions of dollars, and you would have to have hundreds of armed guards even to take them on. I mean, that's how bad it is. Now, yes, you have a conservative media. You have people on radio and television that stick up for traditional values. But it's 100 to 1 against. I mean, you're overwhelmed by the other side. And that's where, that's the state we're in. So I'm not optimistic that some white knight is going to come out. I don't know how that could possibly happen.
0: Bill, where uh, we know uh, people should go find you at BillOReilly.com, as you uh, also uh, wonderfully outlined just a moment ago. What else, uh, what else should people be aware of? The book? Is that the thing you're pushing right
1: now? No, no. The book is, uh, we did very well with the United States of Trump. Um, and I appreciate you guys helping us with it. We have a new killing book out May 12th, Killing Crazy Horse, The American Indian Wars, Mm. uh, which is unbelievable. Um, I think people will um, enjoy that. That is the ninth killing book, 17 million copies of my history books in print. Um, And if you become a BillOReilly.com premium member, you get the book free and first, so that's pretty much what I'm hawking right now. <laughs>
0: Very okay. nice. Uh, Bill, did you have a 20th anniversary message for Glenn that you wanted to make sure he heard?
1: Well, first of all, I hope, you know, look, I've been friends with Beck for a long time. Yeah. Um, and and anything that is troubling him troubles me. So I, I'm, you know, just hoping that everything turns out. If I can do anything, you guys tell him that I'm here to do whatever he needs. But, you know, Glenn Beck is an interesting and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time because I know you have to sell pillows and stuff. <laughs> but if you step back and, and you watch what Beck does, he's different than, than me and, and others who are more traditional in this country and the media. It's because Beck is, is basically what I call a true believer. I mean, he has a vision of what yep. America should be mm-hmm. and, and how people should participate in the country. And it's different than everybody else. And and that's why I like, you know, I give mm-hmm. Beck a hard time. There's nobody that makes more fun of him than I do. <laughs> but when it comes right down to it, Beck is an important resource for this country. And um, I'm so happy that he's been successful in the 20th uh, anniversary. You know, he started... When he was 62 years old, he's 82 now. <laughs> and, you know, I just hope he can last as long as uh, he wants to last.
0: All right, Bill O'Reilly, BillOreilly.com. We're going to sell some pillows, but thanks for joining <laughs> us today. All right, guys. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: 82, <laughs> That's huh?
2: <great. laughs> That's Patton Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program on his... 20th anniversary uh we will talk about why he isn't here uh in just a few minutes get into that uh, that story uh but he and his his family and, and certainly tanya's family could certainly use your your thoughts and prayers uh today uh you've found kind of an interesting uh topic going on on the on the twitters
0: on the twitters you? yes you know one out of every 50 million posts on twitter has value and people don't know that a lot of people think there's just nothing on there That could possibly be interesting. Mm. No, every 50 million posts, one of them has some value. Uh, This one kind of started a a bunch of uh, conversations. (laughs) Some of them are amazing. Someone tweeted, uh, tell me a story about yourself that sounds like a lie, but is absolutely true. (laughs) So, So something about yourself sounds like a lie, but is absolutely true. Okay. Here's one from Jessica. On my third day in New York, the two towers fell. On my third day after visiting New Orleans, Katrina came. On the third day after leaving Nepal, the hotel was bombed by rebels. Uh, it just seems like you're actually just responsible. Yeah. An Al-Qaeda rep- rep- representative? <laughs> yeah, it operative, maybe? Uh, not Not promising. <laughs> not promising. Um, I've been struck by lightning, sucked into a riptide, attacked by dogs, and a car fell on me. Not all at the same time. <laughs> wow, that's not even worth it. Yeah, it's not at the same time. It's not even.
2: It would have been impressive if it all happened simultaneously, but mm. I'm not impressed now.
0: How about this one? I was uh, riding bikes with my daughter on Friday the 13th, and a black cat scurried across the bike path in front of us. My daughter said something about bad luck, and I began to tell her that it was only superstition when a bee flew into my mouth and stung me on the back of my throat.
2: (laughs) Uh, This one from Laura. Uh, I saw my neighbor lady, who had recently been hospitalized, walking in her backyard. Told her I was glad she was home and feeling better. She smiled at me. When I went inside and told my mom that the lady was home, mom told me she died at the hospital that morning. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh she, that's kind of weird so was she, so did, she yeah, the just, wrong person or was it a
2: ghost no it was just a ghost wandering a, or oh, okay. a spirit wandering around in the backyard i oh. guess afterwards
0: i love this yeah. uh delivered 140 dollars of pizza to an nba player's house couldn't change two 100 hundred dollar bills so i told him i'd be back at the next stop i was held up at gunpoint ran it and called the cops the player calls to complain and the manager of course explains the situation he goes back to the player's house said uh he says i heard you had a rough time and tips tips him tipped him $1.68 <laughs> 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 oh, um, let's see uh grade seven needed par- parental permission to go to the corner store at recess my dad gave me a note covering the whole year but nope so he printed off and signed 100 undated letters i kept them in my cubby and filled the date before recess my principal was not impressed <laughs> probably not probably not um let's see um both my wife and i were adopted as babies and neither of us found out until both sets of our parents died we later did separate searches of our birth parents and found that we were siblings we've yet to tell our four kids and might just not ever i don't think they should know you know there was that's crazy do you hear the story of the guy who uh, was running a fertility clinic and i guess you know look maybe you know not always busy you don't always have a lot to do with the fertility clinic, right? So he kind of got ahead. He wanted to get ahead for supply, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And apparently supplied hundreds of children with his own seed. Uh, he, he 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 fueled that whole process. Was very bored then, huh? He, he, very yeah. bored. Mm-hmm. And apparently later on, uh, all these women found out that they had a kid with the same dude. And so all these, wasn't there like a Vince Vaughn movie about this? Yes. it was The kids spread out across the country that were all related and had absolutely no idea. Wow. I love the one story where uh, a woman uh, in this uh, thread, a woman goes to, uh, goes on Tinder and is talking to some guy she's been flirting with and asks for his last name. And I guess in that world, like you hear the last name request and you're like, oh, they're just going to, they're going to look me up. So he says, yeah, yeah, here's my last name and just so you know when you look me up, you will find out that I'm a murderer. Yeah, kind of a funny joke. She thinks, "Ah, he's he's got a good sense of humor." She looks him up and uh he was a murderer <laughs> apparently in the middle of a murder trial. <laughs> makes nice. you know, I think online dating uh might not be the greatest solution. Yeah.
2: Uh, to I could throw a monkey wrench into a, a a relationship, I would think. Uh finding out that, that the person is a is a murderer. Uh, tends to be a little bit of a turnoff for some people. Really? I mean, some people are so picky. You can't even have killed people. Uh, I mean, if, even if it's one person. Yeah. Uh, and still carry on a relationship with them.
0: I mean, look, if you've, if you've gone 50, 60, 70 people, you've offed, uh, you know, I can understand then I some understand. hesitation. Yes. Okay, but but, but one, one person, I mean, we've all had those days. Come on, who hasn't? You know? Uh, as Jeffy would, who hasn't
2: killed a person or two along the way?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number. So uh, Glenn Beck has a message for you here on his 20th anniversary. He's out with a sort of family emergency going on. We'll tell you a little bit about that coming up and uh, his thoughts about the last 20 years on the Glenn Beck program.
1: to Glenn.